Welcome back to the Ignite Hindrance Within podcast, where we solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to go on lockdown. And as we are about to go on lockdown, I just want to share with you some few thoughts to help you deal with the lockdown, to help you get through whatever it is that you need to get through. You know, yesterday I recorded a video, a few minutes, a few seconds video on you on Facebook. And as I was thinking about how much more value can I add to you, I realized that the best way for me to add value to you is through this podcast. So allow me to maybe take 10 to 20 minutes sharing with you. How do you deal with the demons? How do you deal with the demons that would be haunting you? You know, as I've been a coach and a speaker for a while now, I've realized that when it the, the biggest challenge that a lot of people are facing is that they cannot be alone by themselves with their thoughts. And that's mainly because they've got some demons that, that are haunting them. They've got some skeletons in their closet that when they get inside their closet of life, when they try to think, those demons show up. When they get into their closet, when they try to pray, when even it's been said that even meditation is hard because when people are still alone with their thoughts, oh, chaos erupts. And my friend, I want to share with you the principles that I've done and I've used in my own life that helped me to deal with my own demons, that helped me to overcome my own battle. An African proverb says, if there is no enemy within, the enemy outside will do us no harm. And almost all the time when someone self-sabotages their lives, when they self-sabotage their success, almost all the time it's because there is an enemy within that was not dealt with. And today, however, whenever you are listening to this podcast, allow me to be the assassin in your life. Allow me to be the assassin in your life's dream. Allow me to be the assassin in your life's desire. Allow me to be the the assassin in the pursuit of your life's purpose. And what I want to do as your assassin, I want to assassinate. I want to kill and I want to destroy all of those demons that are haunting you and that are stopping you from enjoying or having the freedom, the freedom that you want to have in these few 21 days. The outside will be even more than 21 days because we never know how the virus will spread. We don't know the extent of how the country would need to be so that we'll be able to manage this. So my friends, the first thing that I want you to do as you are going through this crisis, number one, think about what you are thinking about. When those thoughts come to you, when those negative thoughts or when the, whatever kind of thoughts you'll be having, allow them to come to you. That's the first thing because if you don't allow them to come to you, you are going to look for ways and you are going to look for methods to try and escape those thoughts, those thoughts that you might be having. 
And I, I like to encourage Don whatever happens, no matter how painful, how tough, and how challenging the thoughts and the ideas that the demons that might show up, it might come out of your closet, no matter how hard or how bad they might seem, do not take your life. I repeat, do not take your life. You can do this. You can conquer your demons in the same way that I've been able to conquer my own demons. In the same way that others have been able to conquer their demons. You can show up powerfully. There is hope. You can do this. You can destroy. I am going to assassinate. I am going to assassinate those demons. And while I'm assassinating those demons that you have, do the same. Face your demons. Face those challenges that you are encountering. And I remember the first time when I had my own demons. You know, I had just started my degree at the University of Pretoria. And I was very excited that now finally I have discovered my purpose. I know what I want to do with my life. I want to I know where my life is going. And I still remember when I got the news, I was on my way to class and I was walking down the street, you know, happy listening to a podcast. Then I get a call from my mom from home and she tells me what has happened and she tells me of how my dad had some medical issues, medical challenges. And that she had never told me about them because she didn't want them to interfere with my education. She didn't want them to interfere with my studies. And when I heard the news and when I heard the fact that the reason the condition has spread or has gotten as worse as it has gotten, it's because of a misdiagnosis. That really made me angry. That really made me angry. You know, because I'm expecting that a doctor would be so professional that they would always give you the highest, the highest opinion and advice. And if they can't do that, they will gladly refer you to an expert. But in this case, the doctor did not. He misdiagnosed my dad. And he spent close to three or four years, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, trying to correct that misdiagnosis. And ultimately, what happened was that in that attempt or in that corrective, attemptive measures that the doctor was doing, it got to a point where the family was so broke, I had to make a decision. Am I going to give up my studying and my study so that the family would have enough money to keep on doing whatever is necessary? to ensure the speedy and well recovery of my father or am I going to be selfish and thinking about this decision I made the decision and I made the commitment I remember the tears that were coming out of my eyes man so that I finally discovered my purpose I finally discovered what I want to do with my life and when I had to walk to the faculty and I told them that this is what's happening in my family. And I will not be able to continue with my studies because if I do, there are high chances that I might lose my father. So in this opportunity that I have, or in this little time that I have, I just want to deregister. I want to go home. And if it's God's will, 
if this is the last moment that I would, I would have a chance with my father, I want to have this last moment with my father, because he's not well, and, and he was misdiagnosed. And I remember the register looked at me, and she said, young man, please go and make sure that it's, 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 not, it's not a choice that you would regret. And luckily, five, six, six years later, he's still alive. And I remember when I was making that decision, before I made that decision, what was troubling and what was bothering me was the fact that I've never had my father. I've never had my father all my life. I've never had my father telling me that he was proud of me. All I did and all I heard from my father all his life was of the people that he was proud of. The people that he was proud of that he taught in school. The people that he was proud of that he mentored. And now I'm I'm, I'm cutting between two lines. Not sure if he's going to live or not. But I know that this is a painful event in my life. And I remember one day when I saw him and his health deteriorate. And I said to myself, you know what? Even if he doesn't tell me that he's proud of me, because you never know, because at the time his health was deteriorating and very fast. And we're moving from doctor to doctor. I don't even know how many doctors we saw that uh, in that particular period. And, 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 and I remember when I came to the conclusion that even without him telling me that he's proud of me, what I realized was that he grew up without a father. And I remember when he told me the story of how his father, his father left his mother, our granny, because he had an affair. And he left the country, left South Africa and escaped to, I don't remember if it was Lesotho or wherever. And he, ne he never came back again and he was still a young man. And he himself grew up without his own father. When I realized that, I realized that he could not give me what he did not have. He could not give me the love that I that I needed from my father because he never, he himself never had that love. And I came to the conclusion that he might have not said it with his own mouth, but whilst he was telling me and comparing me and telling me of other people's success and how proud he was of them, in his own way, was trying to show me that my son, I am proud of you. In his own way, he was trying to show me that I want you to be and do better than what I've helped and have mentored these people and these children to achieve. What I came to the conclusion was, even if he never said those words to me, but in his actions and in his intentions, he meant very well that he was proud of me. And I, I went back and I remembered some of those moments. He never said the words, but I remember the, I remember the activities and the actions he did in my childhood. When I was winning awards in, in, in my school year. And I remember how proud.
he was of me. And I remember when I came to that conclusion, that burden lifted up in my heart. Because my biggest fear was that if he dies, I would ever never, I would ever never heard him say that he was proud of me. And even to this, even if he has never said those words to me, I knew that deep down in his heart, he's really proud of me. Whatever failures that I've gone through. And I remember another, another thing was that he has never, he never told me that he loves me. And I remember, even though you might have not used, you might have never said those words. And I remember when I was thinking, when I thought that he was going to sign out, I remember I had some time with him alone. And I told him how much I loved him. And he couldn't respond because he himself never had that. He never had that experience with his own father. And as I felt the load lift off, my, my my shoulders and my heart and my mind. I remember the first time when I was at Vets and I called him. Or he called me, I think he called me. And he said, son, how are you and how are things that side? And I told him that it's very hard and, and who I'm becoming I don't like who I'm becoming because now I'm forced, I'm doing things that I hate. I don't love, I don't want to be an engineer. I thought that I wanted to be an engineer. But when I realized the price that one needs to pay to become an engineer, I've come to the conclusion that I'm never, I don't want to be an engineer. And I remember a few months back before the matriculants came and it was in the library. When I was looking at engineering and the engineering that I would be studying and I saw the price that one needed to pay, I said to myself, I'm never, I'm not going to become an engineer. But to my surprise, because of coming from a poverty background, you want to study and you want to do things that will remove or they will help the family get out of poverty as fast as possible so that you can do whatever it is that you love doing. And I remember I said to him, I no longer want to do this course. I want to take some time off to think about myself and my future because I don't want to waste your money. I don't want to be here going to classes that I don't want to become spending money that, that, that we don't I don't want to waste the money that you've spent all your life saving up. So I want to take some time, during this time, come home to think about myself, to think about my future. And he said to me, my son, you've never failed and you've never quitted anything in your life. And I don't want you to start now. I don't want you to start now. I don't want you to quit now. What I want is that I want you to continue studying. And while you're continuing studying, whatever the outcome might be, there's something that you need to learn. And if you learn whatever it is that you need to learn, even if you get 
send home and you can't continue even if it cost me money it cost the family money the person you would have had to become by learning that particular lesson will be so much valuable than even you getting a degree and i remember for the upcoming months or so i gave my very 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 i gave my very best i gave my very best and i gave my very best and ultimately when the year came i was excluded because my best was not enough when i was sleeping in the science center in one of the trial rooms my best was not enough when my parents when my friends called me on camera sleeping and snoozing because i had spent three to four days without sleeping studying and studying when i passed out with my friends pain because i was giving my very best i knew i i remember when they sent me a letter at the university to say that i could appear and i said to myself i am not going to appeal and i'm not going to ask for an opportunity to redo this degree again because i have given my very best and i want to spend another year exploring myself now that was a priceless lesson and in that lesson when i was remembering that i knew that my father loved me very much and even though he never got to a point where he said to me i love you my son but his actions and whatever he did showed me how much he loved me and maybe you are listening to this podcast and your father you don't even know your father you don't even know maybe you don't even know your mother and you think that they don't love you you think that they don't care about you trust me even if they never said that they do love you they do love you if you look go back into your life and look for those activity those actions that according to them they did to try to express how much they loved you even if they never told you they are proud of you and what you've done and what you are doing and what you are achieving go take some time to think about what could they have done in what ways could your mother or your father have shown you how proud they are of you how much in which ways did they tell you that they love you even though they did not expressively tell you that they do remember you are loved and you are appreciated and every parent is proud is proud of their children and yes sometimes out of anger they might say some words that they could never take back maybe when we make mistakes we mess up and they never share with us and they never tell us of how proud we are of us and what we are doing and what we are achieving in our own lives but trust you me trust you me they love you they are proud of you and as a child to them you are enough and sometimes they might they have their own ideas of what success should be for us they have their own ideas of what a bright and beautiful future should be for us 
And sometimes that idea, those ideas, because they grew up in the culture at a time where they couldn't live those dreams, they couldn't achieve those dreams for themselves, now they are trying to live those dreams through us. And no matter how hard they push, no matter how hard the expectations they have for you, remember that it's not to make you miserable, but it's their own way of thinking that if I help my son or if I help my daughter get this thing that I never had myself, they will have a future that I never had. So whatever, how hard they are pushing, it's a parent's way, an attempt to show you. When they try, when they tell you of how someone is achieving one tooth, it's their own way of trying to inspire you, to motivate you to do better, to do better and greater. And whilst they are processing whatever it is, be careful of the meanings that you would be getting. Do not give a negative meaning to you not hearing your mother or your father telling you that they love you, they are proud of you. Like I've said that, watch for their actions. Don't, don't wait for their words. They might not have the courage to say those words to you, but look at their actions and look for the meaning. What, what could be the meaning when my father is doing this or when he's not telling me he loves me or when my mother is not telling me that she loves me? What's the meaning behind that? And we realize that the meaning or the attempt that they were attempting was to show you how much they are proud of you and how much they love you and how much they want you to have a better and a beautiful future. So do not misinterpret them driving, trying to motivate and inspire you with them saying to you that they don't love you or that you are not enough to them. You are enough and you are loved. And sometimes what I've noticed and I've realized is I've been coaching a lot of men who said that I, I left, I ran away and I left my kids but I do love them and when I ask them why did you, why did you leave your children and most of them say that I left because I couldn't, I never had a father and when I look at my life and what I've become and who I've become, I didn't want my children to grow up and be me. So I thought if I left, they would have a better future. I thought that if I left, they would become more than me. I don't want them to be me. I hate who I've become. And as you are there, maybe... Maybe one of your demons is that you think because you never had a father or he left you is that he doesn't love you. If he's still alive and if you know of him and his whereabouts, I'll go and ask him and believe you me. Don't go and judge him for what he did, but ask him, what was it? What led you to making that decision? And believe you me, you'll be amazed. 
And whatever happens, don't take a negative meaning. The meaning that you give to that process or that activity or that living, be careful, be very careful of it. Because the meanings that we give things in our lives, oh, they shape us. What it means when he left you, the interpretation that you give to that activity or that act could mean life and death, could mean a peaceful moving on of life or demons that will consistently haunt you for the rest of your life. And my friends, as you will be, as you will be left alone at home by yourself, with some family and friends, confront your demons. As you are confronting your demons, be careful of the meaning. Watch, be careful of the meaning you give events in your life. Watch for the meaning you give events in your life. Make sure that the meaning that you give the events would be empowered, not in disempower. Make sure that whatever it is that you will be focusing on, whether in that event, in that leg, whatever it is, choose to focus on the good, the good side of it. What it means and what you focus on. Choose to select and choose rightful meanings, not empowered meanings. And choose to focus on the good that you are learning. And on the good. Lastly, the purpose. What's the purpose of you going through this? I speak a lot about purpose. Go back and check the other episodes. And even in my book, There Are No Secrets to Success. Make sure you get a copy of my book in the lockdown and 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 in my book i help you with everything regarding to purpose what's the purpose for me to have this experience in my life what's the purpose that i'm feeling or this is happening in my life and believe you me their purpose is always to make you better it's always to make you stronger so as you are going to be confronting your own demons, choose the mean, choose a positive meaning, choose to focus on the good, and choose to find purpose and meaning in whatever is haunting you, in whatever pain you felt, and in whatever pain you are feeling, choose a powerful purpose. And my friend, as we will be locked down. I will constantly and regularly be coming on. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. And because we can't have interactions, physical contact, I am here to coach you in every possible way that you can, whether by telephonically, whether by streaming video, I am here to coach you while you're on lockdown. If you, when you need a coach, if you need a coach, contact me. Send me a WhatsApp text. 
at zero positive two seven seven one six three nine seven eight zero seven send me a whatsapp text or call me or send me an sms and say mr Amula, i want you to coach me i want you to help me become a better person and if you are saying that i might not have the opportunity for you to coach me but i want to discover my purpose i want you to help me find purpose and meaning in my life send me a text also on whatsapp and same stuff send me let me i want to buy a copy of your book for me for my family my friends and my colleagues at work send me that message and i will definitely i will definitely send you the book ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to this podcast i'll see you next time stay safe stay at home don't move around when it's unnecessary so that we would contain this disease my friend think about the things that you are thinking about confront your demons and remember i am the assassin who's ready to assassinate and when you need some help when you need help in conquering your demons i am here to coach you thank you for tuning in i'll see you next time god bless you